Hey guys, welcome back to Prairie Off the Record. It is Corbin here. Unfortunately, Elliot and Nathan are unable to join us. Our fabulous co-hosts are off on wild adventures, but they will be back soon, so no worries. Uh, today, I am joined by a very special guest. Special guest, feel free to introduce yourself. My name is Bill Zip, and um, I'm an independent consultant in leadership and sales development and have my own company. It's called Leadership Link. Awesome. We had Bill Zip speak at GCC just this past week. Um, oh my goodness, what a fun adventure. I loved GCC. It was a little bit different this year uh, than previous years just because it was online uh, versus in person, naturally, because we wanted to keep everyone safe and healthy. Uh, but it was really fun to hear you and Ramez just speaking about all these different things um, related to yeah, it. Was a, it was a lot of fun. It was different, but it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed yeah. myself. Absolutely. For sure. It was a blast. So I'll go ahead and get right into, I have three main questions for you, but I'm sure as we're talking about this, I don't know a ton about business. So I'll probably be asking you a lot of questions. Yeah, that's great. So the first one is a little bit of backstory. Um, I'd love to know what got you into business and why do you enjoy it? Yeah, so business wasn't my path. I graduated from Prairie. Um, I, I went in, I was a youth pastor uh, for many, many years. I became a uh, college career pastor, a senior pastor. I was a senior pastor at two different churches. And so um, with a master's degree in theology, from, went, went from Prairie to seminary. And so that was my path. And uh, as uh, as I had a family and I had children, we had some health challenges in our family and the uh, the demands of the pastorate and the spotlight of the pastorate just wasn't conducive to my family. And I just couldn't do it anymore. So I had to make a transition and I say had to, but it was totally a God thing. Mm -hmm. I made a transition into the marketplace. There was a a couple of businessmen in uh, my church. I was their pastor. They opened doors for me to be able to step into business. And uh, I walked into the business marketplace and surprise, surprise, <laughs> I was shocked. Um, I had gifts. I, I had no, I was 40 when I made this transition. So oh, wow. I'd been, I'd been in vocational ministry for 20 years, two decades. Uh -huh. And, uh, I discovered at 40 all these gifts and all these abilities for business that I didn't know I had. And God blessed me and God has opened doors and just a whole different trajectory than I even ever imagined. And that's kind of the way it happened. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, I guess you don't really think like, especially with all these different magazines and all these different articles that are like, oh, like 10 things that you have to do before you're 20 to be successful. And it's like, man, exactly. imagine like <laughs> not putting that pressure on yourself and just right. God to work through your life rather than you feeling right. like you have to live up to this standard that no one's going to care about in 100 years. Well, and then if you think about it, I mean, look at the scriptures. Uh, I think Abraham was called from Ur. He was in his uh, 60s and 70s. And, uh, and Caleb said, give me this mountain at 80. Um, and Moses started his leadership career at 80. 
and led uh, and led Israel from the promised land. So I think we tend to worship youth and youth is super cool, the energy and the idealism and the vitality. But um, if you haven't invented something by the time you're 25, life is not over. <laughs> there and for me uh uh for me it, it just there was all these new avenues and vistas that i never uh thought possible and um uh god uh just god has continued to surprise and amaze me yeah god is not limited by age exactly like call you into something um, exactly yeah and i think that's something crazy that you begin to realize as you get older like I think there's a lot of focus on like, God's going to call you to like this one thing that's going to be your fulfillment right. in life. But like every person in my family who's been a part of ministry has been a part of like nearly every type of ministry there is because God's going to call you to wherever he needs you. Exactly. And so there's going to be Ex- things that you are better equipped for, for sure. But exactly. Um, there's going to be, and there's some things going on in the world today where a um, business calling is becoming almost essential. Yeah. Um, as uh, more and more countries uh, with rising nationalism and religious fundamentalism, mm-hmm. more and more countries are closing the door to missionaries. But yeah. there's a really ironic switch is, but they want to develop. They want their economies to grow. They want their people to have jobs. They want to move into the 21st century in terms of technology and uh, things like that. And so committed believers who know about business now have spectacular opportunities for the gospel, for going into these countries where they couldn't get visas to be missionaries. They can get visas to be business developers, build businesses, and through those relationships, much like Paul did in in terms of uh, making tents, through those business relationships, uh, demonstrating the gospel, demonstrating Jesus Christ and the wisdom and power of God, and then from that platform be able to share the gospel. Absolutely. I completely forgot about that, but we're in a class called Paul's Letters right now, and we've yeah. been talking a lot about how, like, like when Paul would go and do missions, like he would also like have these little kind of startup jobs of like leather working or like yes. tent making. And it's stuff like that where it's like business has been like essential to missions and to ministry for years. You know, there's all these oh, things that are so yeah. important. Uh, one of the original disciples, I can't remember his name. Sorry to all of my teachers right now. Uh, but one of them was a doctor. And one of yes. them was like, um, not like a literary professor, but like he was a really like high up there and intelligence dude. And there's all sorts of different people that were brought together, even in Jesus's disciples. So if you think about that, like, of course, there's going to be all these other different job opportunities that can be used for the Lord now. Yeah. Yeah. If you read first and second Thessalonians very, very closely, you will discover that Paul was committed to self-funding missions through his, uh, through his work and through his labor. And he did it specifically in, in that area of the world uh, to, to uh, model what a uh, what Christian work looks like, and mm-hmm. and uh, and so it, you know, it's not the only model. The traditional model of raising support is also in the Bible. So it's not like don't do this, do do that. But what's happening in the world today um, with the again rising nationalism and rising re- religious fundamentalism, the door is being closed to more traditional models. And I know people 
that have uh, are leading people to Jesus Christ, but they're not missionaries. They're businessmen and businesswomen with legitimate businesses in China, in Turkey, in Istanbul. I mean, all throughout the world, uh, they're uh, they're uh, using business as a medium to uh, declare the gospel. Oh, that's just so cool. That makes me so excited. Oh, man. So actually, that leads right into my next question, which is how is business a mission field? Like, how can that be used? Uh, maybe some more specific examples of like, yeah. even businesses yeah. that you've been involved in that were actively a part of um, mission yeah. one way or another. Let me tell you about a friend of mine. Um, he, uh, I, can't, I can't tell you his name, but this is a, a true story. Uh, he got fired from his corporate job. He was in his mid 40s. And um, he uh, and he just uh, didn't have any uh, didn't have any employment options open to him. And a buddy of uh, his sat down and said, what do you love? He goes, really, I love to fish, <laughs> but I don't know how to make a living fishing. He, he says, well, what kind of fishing you do? Well, I do. I, uh, I do fly fishing. Fly fishing is real big. Uh, in, in Oregon here. And I make my ties and I, I catch fish and all my friends ask me to uh, make my ties. And he says, well, why don't you start a business uh, making uh, making fl- uh, my, my flies, not my, I tie my flies, making flies for fly fishing. And he got the thinking and this man was a believer. And what he has done is he has created a manufacturing fl- uh, a plant for tying flies and uh the manufacturing plant employs women that have been rescued out of sex trafficking in uh bangladesh he has 40 women who are tying flies uh for his company who have been rescued out of sex trafficking from bangladesh the women and their children they make a, a little bit better than living wage and uh and then as they get a job, as they're given the tools to succeed in life, there he also shares the gospel with them. Two years ago, he doubled his his manufacturing plant from 40 to 80. Wow. And they import them back to the United States and major, uh, major uh, sporting goods companies. Uh, it's called Fair Flies. Fair Flies. You can look them up. F-A-I-R, Fair Flies. And it's a believer who started a business, and the business gives jobs to women who have been rescued out of sex trafficking. And through the interaction with these women, they share the gospel. Now, have all these women come to Christ? No, we know that doesn't happen. But many, many, many have. And that is, in terms of justice, the justice of God, declaring the justice of God, that's what business can do. In terms of justice, demonstrating the gospel that's what business can do and in terms of of giving hope to a next generation in poverty that's what business can do it's not been easy and it's i mean it this is not easy there are multiple uh threats out for his life he cannot travel now back to bangladesh uh, because uh, his life will be taken because the the uh, Johns that ran these women uh, will ha- have him will want him killed. Yeah. But as a believer, this is what business is doing. This is one of dozens of stories I could tell over and over. Now, this that's a very dramatic one. There are less dramatic ones, but around the world where believers 
in business are using it as a medium for the gospel. Oh, that's just amazing. And it all starts with like, uh, I mean, at the beginning of that story, it starts with this dude who has an idea and it's something that he's kind of good at and he knows yeah. he wants to serve the Lord, yeah. but he also knows that, hey, here's this thing that I can use as a way to have conversations with yeah. people. Or, you know, yeah. just... And I and because of the world has changed so much mm-hmm. in the last five to ten years, and um, and travel has become the world. You know, the world is flat, as they say. Travel has become so easy. We have these. Um, we have these opportunities for uh, believing Christians in business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, what a great way to provide just opportunities for safety and for love and for a good work environment Mm -hmm. so hard to find but um time and time again you know we see differences between christian and non-christian run businesses Um, i think just in general anytime that i've talked with people who have begun into um uh like uh, i'm forgetting the word but like there's different training opportunities where you can go out and uh, get real world experience for the different programs um and so many times have people uh, just come back um, and their supervisors or boss or manager, like whoever was in charge of them is just like, wow, they are like diligent. They love other people. Yeah. Just like all this stuff where like Christians can stand out in these business settings um, and help things run yes. more efficiently. I mean, the way that God asks us to run anything and everything yeah. is far more loving and kind um, than anybody else. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And this is what I referred to in in my talk at G- uh, Global Connections Conference, uh, the ministry of Christian competence, how um, in in Babylon through Daniel, God, uh, just Daniel's competence uh, created opportunities for Daniel to declare uh, Jehovah God to to Nebuchadnezzar. And so the ministry of Christian competence lays a platform for the gospel where we end up uh, building credibility through our competence, and then we can proclaim uh, the, the message we have. And you're exactly right. That's that's what happens when believers are in the marketplace and they live out their faith in real ways. For sure. Okay, so kind of the last little question that I have for you is, um, for anyone still unsure about business, what is your kind of like, pre-pack list you know how a lot of colleges have like a what to pack for for college for living in dorms and stuff yeah what is your pre-pack list for going into business what would what are the things that you would recommend to someone like wanting to start into that but not knowing how yeah i i think it's uh find a business that uh that you trust and respect and start working mm-hmm. uh start working there um uh uh, learn, learn that business, learn that business backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. Um, the principles of business, uh, like uh, the principles of anything, uh, take a lifetime to learn and master. And uh, so you, you, you can't just go out and start a coffee shop <laughs> because <laughs> nine out of 10 coffee shops fail. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, who needs another coffee shop? <laughs> so, uh, and, and so really go find a business and, uh, and work there, not intern there for free, <laughs> work there 
and get a really bad performance review and and uh, and accept that from Jesus and get better <laughs> and yeah. and just go do it and recognize uh, that uh, it's through that that you'll learn. Take another four or five years and really master what it takes in business. Learn it, do it, get beat up, make your make your failures, get back up on your feet and move forward again. And and having gone through that, then you would you'll be more you'll be more capable perhaps to start your own business or perhaps to uh, go into an international situation as a um, as a bivocational person with both a Bible and ministry degree and business background. Um, here's what not to do: don't get another degree. Don't get another degree. <laughs> right, ready from Bill, guys. Don't don't get another degree. Um, just start doing business. And there's no better degree than the hard knocks of life. And uh, and so uh, so uh, go do that. The path for me was sales. I went into sales. I learned how to sell. I was really, really good at it. I ended up managing sales team. At the end of the day, I ended up managing that whole company of uh, uh, 2 a.m. and 1 FM radio station. And and every year uh, was a new learning experience. It was. It was a master's degree in business from the hard knocks of life. And and at that point, I became equipped and capable for doing what I do now. Yeah. Well, that's so awesome. And there's definitely, um, I mean, not that you should go out of your way to get another degree if you already graduated or if you're already in a program uh, that doesn't mesh with one that's business here at Prairie. Um, you know, you don't have to go back into business, but I think it definitely provides um, an opportunity for real world, real world practice, kind of like what I was talking about. Yeah. There are four programs. Um, and for those of you who listened to our last episode, uh, you uh, will have heard Haley talk a little bit about that. But just to remind you, the four programs that can mix with our business program, if you're already here and you're like, hey, this actually sounds like pretty interesting. I want to know more about it. Uh, the intercultural studies, sports management, out- outdoor leadership, and digital media programs, uh, which are some of our biggest programs, actually, um, mesh right in with that. So if you're interested in this, I would definitely encourage you to take a look at that. But Otherwise, yeah, like Bill's saying, get get in, get your hands dirty. The best way to start is just by working at a place um, that you're inspired by or want to continue in on your own someday. Right, exactly. And I, I might might end up teaching one of your courses. I taught uh, one of the classes last year, so uh, maybe we'll we'll meet again. So right on. Yeah, yeah I, we had a course on sales. Person, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, it would be fun to not have to do it via Zoom, huh? So, but we had a course on sales, and so I took a, I took that week. Um, but yeah, it'd be fun to be on campus. hasn't haven't been on campus in a while, so sure. I would look forward to that. Yeah, I don't think I actually even said at the beginning of this, like I'm on a Zoom call with Bill right now. So if it doesn't sound like he's in the room, it's because he's technically not. <laughs> um, he's on my computer screen right now, and Andrew cool as he is, techy as he is, is going back in and editing all of this for us. So huge round of applause for Andrew. Yep. Just Andrew's going to make me look 20 years younger. Oh, yes, totally. And that's the nice thing. It's like uh, we're on the Zoom call, so I can see while we're talking, 
the best thing about podcasts is no one can see you. It's just <laughs> I have uh, my own personal That's awesome. I do as well. And I just I sit at home in my PJs, you know, it's pretty casual. <laughs> yep. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much, Bill, for joining. Yeah. I think I will go ahead and end it there. This is one of our longest episodes for our podcast, I believe, but I'm so glad I was able to ask you all these different questions and that you are free today. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, I look forward to our connecting soon. For sure. All righty, guys. Now signing off is Corbin and... Bill Zip. There we go. See you guys next time. Thanks, Corbin. Time.